0: Thank you for being here this morning. We are in our last week of this answering this question. uh, How how should we be as Westerners who are blessed with, in some cases, affluence, who are blessed with margin, who are blessed with wealth? How do we be rich in this life? And today's question, I think you've probably never heard the answer to the way we're going to present it today. Here's the question. How do we experience the life that is truly life in the face of having more than we need? How do we experience the life that is truly life in the face of having more than we need? Here's here's where where we've been. We're rich. I experienced this the other day. I was on a flight from Dallas to Oklahoma City, and I didn't have any in-flight Wi-Fi. And I'm like, what's going on here? This is ridiculous. Where's my, no, I didn't say that. But inside, I'm like, I want to get some work done. And I had to be reminded, hey, Matthews, wake up. You're in a moving vessel that's the equivalent of five Greyhound buses flying at 550 miles an hour at 34,000 feet. Okay? Chill out. You're having a rich person problem right now. Okay, wake up. So I did. This is us. We have rich people problems. Anybody ever face these? Delayed internet service repairs. You've got to wait two or three days. What are you going to do? How about this? Delayed air conditioner
1: repair. Now you're getting a little more serious. That's getting offensive, right? How about this one? Amazon took three days. supposed to be free. I'm getting my money back. How about this? Broken nail. Can't get back in for two or three days. Man, that's a tough one for us, isn't it, man? How about this? My computer's crashed. <laughs> i got to use my laptop now. Worst case, my iPad. Maybe my smartphone. How about this last one? Watering bands. You can only water on two days a week. So that means the water that I could drink, drinking water,
0: that I use to nurture my grass and my plants, I can only do it twice a week. And the real hardship is when my neighbor's cheating and he's doing it at night where no one can see. And what's hurtful is if you're that neighbor sometimes. I'm rich. I've got rich people problems. This is us. This is who we are, unique. And, and what we're trying to remind ourselves is this. Second point a couple weeks ago, say it with me. I will not trust in my riches, but in God who provides. There is this nature in us to lean in on our finances for security and identity. You will not experience the life that is truly life if you do that. You won't. I'll show you. I'll show you. Last week we said, since I have more, I can do more. And I can give more. We have margin. Here's the context of today's passage. We're going to talk about one and then another in Luke chapter 16. Be ready. Here it is. 14 rather. These are Paul's instructions to Timothy to tell people who have extra. People who, who are frustrated that they don't have in-flight Wi-Fi. Can you imagine telling Paul, Paul, someday there's going to be these buses? travel at 500 to 700 miles an hour across the globe. We're going to be able to communicate and talk and eat peanuts at the same time. He would have been like, hey. These instructions are for people who have extra, who are wealthy. And it's not unique that Jesus and Paul often speak to people who have extra. And you may
1: not feel like you have extra today. You're like, hey, he ain't talking to me. Did you drive here today?
0: There are some things that God wants rich people to know because passing the test of affluence will be your biggest challenge. Nothing will compete
1: for your heart. Nothing more than money. Nothing. That's why we're talking about it. That's why this is a tough series. Agreed? God.
0: Here's what Paul said, this is where we've been when I get to the end you, if you'd read with me, that'd be awesome. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be how did he know that? nor to put there which is so uncertain, to, but to put there who richly provides us with everything for our yeah, huh command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be and willing to
1: Last week, we talked about willingness to share their time and their money, both. Here's where we are today. Opening phrase, in this way,
0: in this way, their willingness to share and be generous, in
1: this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves. That doesn't make sense. I thought when you give, you lose it. No, Jesus is going to tell us today. You're laying it up for yourself for the future. It's the best investment there is. Stay with me. As a firm
0: foundation for the, so that they may take hold of the life, it's not in yellow, but I want you to say it with me. That is truly life. Let me just say this. You may not be enjoying your Christian walk, Because your stuff has a hold on your
1: heart. And I want to tell you today, the biggest conflict you're going to have in following Jesus is with your stuff.
0: And what you're going to notice is that as you start to loosen your grip on
1: your stuff, your stuff is going to loosen its grip on your heart. And God's going to be able to do something inside of you. Like he does in the in the hearts of the believers in
0: Pakistan, it's deeper, and it doesn't mean you don't get to enjoy your stuff. It actually means you get to enjoy it at another level where you're not afraid of it and you're not worried about it all the time. What's the Tao up Friday? Anyone know? Oh, scary as that, isn't it? Right, don't want to be there. Here we go. How's everyone doing? We good? We good? Okay, I'm going to turn this up to about. 1.5x. Here we go. <clears throat> if people will begin to view their wealth through the lens of eternity, they will begin to loosen their grip on their wealth, and their wealth will begin to loosen its grip on them. This principle of paying it forward is far more transformational than the idea of give out of guilt or give out of need. Guilt and awareness are short-term motivators. Jesus has another one for us to consider today. When people who've really moved in towards generosity, when they experience the ability to be generous, no matter what their, their income is like, this is what they say, when I began to understand the connection between what I'm managing in this life and the life to come, I began to loosen my grip on what I owned and what I controlled, and the surprise was that that stuff
1: began to loosen its grip on me. Are you guys all with me? What took me by surprise was that my heart
0: began to change and God did more inside of me because of this new view of wealth.
1: I'm talking about something here. Let's go to Jesus' teaching on generosity. And here's the idea. When Paul wrote Timothy, he and Timothy had a mutual understanding of this teaching from jesus you're going
0: to notice that there is a reference in this parable and the reference in first timothy 6 19 they harmonize like Scripture's supposed to do here it is and he told them this parable the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest he thought to himself what shall i do rich person problem i have no place to store my crops We've got more cars than we have garage space. We need to get a new house, more garage space.
1: I've got no clothes. I need a bigger closet. That's my problem. My car's not fast enough. I need a better sports car. (laughs) Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build. If that's all there is in this life, nothing wrong with that.
0: And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have laid up for many years, take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Let me tell you, that financial plan, ooh, that would have been bad.
1: That financial plan right there, 90% of most Americans would say, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Plenty of grain. Ah, plenty of grain.
0: What's plenty of grain? It's a, it's a portfolio that's generating the
1: life you want to live and not even have to work. Who's in for that? Let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. This, God's blessed this guy. His wealth is from God. And he knows
0: this. He's a farmer. You know what farmers know? They don't control the weather. They don't control the soil. They don't control the, the timing required for harvest. It can be hours sometimes. No control over it. Is this guy's wealth a problem? Not at all. God makes some people wealth. He blesses them with affluence.
1: God blesses others with scarcity. The same God gives. Nothing wrong with where he's at. But there's one problem it's the but God problem. Say it with me. But God.
0: Say it with me like God's calling a timeout. But God. He forgot this factor said to him, you fool,
1: this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you've prepared for yourself? This guy doesn't have the hope of something prepared for himself in the next life. Are you with me, Pastor?
0: He does not have, he does not have something he's prepared for himself in the next life. It's all in this life. And when God calls time out, and by the way, does God have the authority to call time out in our lives?
1: Has he ever called time out with you? When God calls time, calls time out, who gets what we've prepared for ourselves? It's a pretty universal answer. Somebody else. <laughs> really, anybody want to argue that? It's okay. Why was this guy a fool? Listen to this. It's very important. Some of you have wounds as it relates to money. And you need to hear this. Was this guy a fool because he had so much? Nope. Not at all. Who makes people wealthy? God. Every time. We'll talk about that next week. First, First Chronicles 29. Why was he a fool? Because he had more than he needed? He was a fool because he didn't know how to be rich. He forgot the but God factor. He thought he was in control. He made financial decisions based on his life alone. Based on this life alone. He didn't invest in the life of the coming age. He wasn't thinking that. This is what he says. This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not the very thing that this guy would fear the most will happen to him when he passes away. How come?
0: It's because all of his investments are totally met for this life. He will lose any investment for the next life. Now, this is not a hell and heaven issue. The guys go into heaven, praise the Lord. Are you with me? I'm not talking about that. But we're talking about him having treasures in heaven that are laid up. He's not rich toward God. What, what, how do we get rich towards God? How do we do this? Jesus gives us an example. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail. Where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For... Your treasure is,
1: your heart will be also. How do we do this? It's really simple. How many of you are on Facebook? Just me, two? We,
0: we could do this this afternoon. Go on Facebook or Natomas Neighborhood Watch and just say, hey, I'm selling everything. Come on over. 90% off on all my valuables, on all my stuff, all my junk. Okay. How many of you have some stuff in your home you don't need? Some junk. How many of you have closets and garages and storage bins? You could sell stuff. People would. It's kind of crazy what people will buy, isn't it? But there would be buyers for it, right? I'll bet today if we did this, we could, we could generate a lot of money in one day.
1: Yeah? Just selling our junk. Jesus says, sell your junk, give it to the poor. Parallel passage, one of my favorites. It's helping us answer the question. What's that treasure in heaven?
0: What's going to be in heaven that I'm, that I'm preparing for myself? I think this is one, one peek at it. Here it is. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Who's going to welcome us? The people we've used our extra time and our extra money to help reach for Jesus Christ. The proclamation of the gospel. They're going to be there. They're going to welcome us. They're going to say, you had no idea how much we appreciated your prayers from Pakistan. You had no idea your generosity to the hospital in Chittimoyo, uh, Zimbabwe, the impact it made. You had no idea what it was like to come to
1: faith in Sacramento because of your generosity. Thank you. Awesome. This is what our mission is about right here. So what's the treasure we lay up in, in the life of the coming age? It's people. It's forevers. It's eternities. It's lives. People that believe in the gospel
0: message that Christ died for their sins, was buried and resurrected from the dead, and wants to give us life abundant. But what threatens our life abundance? It's our stuff. When I began, some said, to understand the connection between what I'm managing in this life and the life to come, I began to loosen my grip on what I owned and what I controlled and the surprise was that that stuff began to loosen its grip on me. Remember the next life. Remember the next life. What took me by surprise was that my heart began to change and God did more
1: inside of me because of this new view of wealth. I want that change personally. I want this life. Here it is. This is the main idea today. Say it with me.
0: There's more to this life than this life. Remember the next life. How many of you say that resonates? How many of you want to be in that next life? Yes. 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 Say it again. There's more to this life than this life.
1: You believe that? It is the gospel message. Remember. In this way, they
0: will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation. Parallel passage to Luke. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming
1: age. May take hold of the life that is. Step back and view every dollar
0: that comes your way, every opportunity that comes your way, and view it through the lens of eternity. There's more to this life than this life. Remember the next life. We're all going to run out of
1: time before we run out of money. Let's be rich toward God. We've, we believe that the way
0: adventure is going to have this ability to reach our broader community is to establish this building as a permanent place of worship, and a permanent gift to our community, which it has been. Our spiritual leaders here at Adventure have focused on trying to raise $1.5 million to make that happen for a lot of reasons. One is it makes us operationally very lean, very, very, uh, actually gives us a lot of freedom. In 2009, we did this. We raised money. We had people give over and above their regular giving. You've seen the numbers over the last couple months. I think the, the, the important number is if 325 adventurers give $129 a month, over and above their regular giving, we can reach $1.5 million. We had 67 households last Friday night Make do what leaders do, lead. Take the first step. Last Friday night, we had 67 of our 325 households take the first step of leading and committing to a three-year balance and giving the first portion of their three-year balance
1: next Sunday. It's called a first fruit offering. We know to get to $1.5 million, it's going to take sacrifice. We know we're going to
0: have to typically have some folks give six folks or what is that six 10 folks give anywhere from 50 to 150 thousand dollars. We know some folks are going to have to give gifts anywhere from 10 to 40 to get us to the next 50 500 thousand dollars. You can see why I'm not in count. And, you, and we're going to need a bunch of folks to give anywhere from 2500 to 7500 And like Moses, we're not asking folks who have gold to give goat's hair. And we're not asking folks who have goat's hair to give gold. You give what God's provided for you, and you sacrifice according to how he's
1: provided. This is what was given Friday night. Committed.
0: Sixty-seven of our
1: 325 households. Next week, committed to cut a big check for
0: $134,000. Shepherds Ministry Security, will you be here? <laughs> Please don't advertise this, okay? Sixty-seven households committed to 711000
1: That's almost 200000 more than all of our households gave back in 2009. How does that make you feel? Straight up.
0: We think it matters here. We're in a community that is without hope. We're in a community that doesn't know Jesus, and they face that horrible reality that when they die, they will face judgment without the hope of the gospel. If you believe in the gospel, you know it's great news for those who placed hope in the unconditional love of Jesus from the cross. But for those who reject Him, there is no hope. There is hell
1: forever. We believe we've been sent as ambassadors here to bring that hope. Here's what we want you to do. We want you to pray. Because next week, we're going to ask you to come prepared
0: and prayed up to make a commitment over the next three years. And some of you might be like, oh, what if I told you you could have Lexus's new G-Series
1: SUV next week for $129 a month? Would you be in? Oh, let me tell you, I'll
0: buy five of them. Have you seen that car? Oh, that thing you don't even drive. It opens the door
1: for you. It serves you peanuts and drinks. It does everything. That when I die, I got to look at that license here. Next week, we
0: want you to come pray. up, to, and tonight we want you to come and worship with us at our prayer concert. And we're going to have elders that are going to be anointing with oil for those of you that are sick in the prayer room and in my office. We're going to worship. And start to celebrate what God's going to do. We want you to come next week. We want you to review this commitment card. If you're married, we want you to pray together with your spouse about giving a gift over and above your giving. It is totally anonymous. Of those 67 gifts, I know not. I only know the giving of one
1: person. Me. This between you and that's it. Okay. Here's where we've been today. Step back and view every dollar that comes your way. I'll bait.
0: I'll add every opportunity that comes your way. Be careful what you say no to and view it through the lens of eternity. There's more to this life than this life. Say it with me. Remember the next life. And lots of different ways to give it adventure that will come up in a minute. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for our brothers and sisters that, firstly, are suffering, especially those in Pakistan. Again, we ask that you protect the life and family of Asia Bibi. And Father, Show us what we need to do to experience the life that is truly life
1: and not have our stuff hold our heart, but to trust you with our stuff.